Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome to Episode 7 of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Please like us on Facebook at Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. I have a very special guest in studio today, Kim Cloud with Cloud9 Salon, Spa, and Boutique. Kim is a perfect fit for our Go Get Her segment as she is the ultimate Go Get Her I've known Kim for over 20 years. Okay, yeah, we met when we were 10, right, Kim? (laughs) And I literally watched her start her business in a tiny little shopping center when it was a beauty salon, which nobody calls it that anymore, right? (laughs) Yes, now it's a salon and spa, or oh my goodness, how that thing has grown. Kim is a local powerhouse in our community. She is a true success story and an absolute go-giver. Thank you so much, Kim, for coming down to the studio and being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm honored. I'm just so thrilled to uh, know you and to learn from you and to be around you. Uh, it, It is amazing. You truly have the most elegant salon I've ever been in. And oh, thank you. I mean, from going from a little 700 square foot uh, space to this big, gorgeous, elegant place where someone can go, not just to get the hair done, but the nails and the feet and, and the massages and all that you offer and the beautiful boutique of, of fabulous things. It is truly a testimony to your, your success in business, and your entrepreneurialism. Thank you so much. It's um, yes, it's eighty two hundred square feet now, and in, um, in a standalone building that we're very proud, and it's definitely a blessing. Definitely. Well, it is probably, I would say, the most luxurious place in town to be in, um, and the experience is overall just wonderful. So I love it, and I just had to have you down because we want to pick your brain. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you're smart, Kim. You are known in town as a giver. Uh, you hold some of our community's most successful charitable events. When did you start thinking that you should use your business to do good in the community? How did this all start? Where did these public events and these ideas of giving back in such a huge way, because other people give back in little ways, and you do it in a really big way, where did all that come from? Well, I think, uh, Debbie, I think it was about 2002, and it didn't start big. Um, I was in business. uh, Cloud9 had been in business for 10 years, and I had been living in that community for quite a while, and I was doing absolutely nothing to give back and uh, met some people who um, helped me understand the importance of that. And I started really slowly with uh, going to chambers and uh, events and serving on a couple of different boards of really great uh, 501c3 organizations in our community. 
and um, we came up with the idea of doing a New York style fashion show and I think it was about 14 years ago and the first one was on a Sunday afternoon in Lantana and uh, we had about maybe 100 people there we raised $13,000 for charity we, we divided it between you know several organizations and that's what started it and it just grew so much from there it you know honestly it, it promotes the salon but it also just continued to grow it ended up i think uh, the last year that we had it which was about three years ago we felt like it had kind of run its course after 12 years i think we raised about 176,000. so you know we just love doing the event putting it all together it's like you know getting to put on a show uh, once a year well back then it was once a year now it's not once a year anymore. now this is a year-long thing with your organization and you have done a lot for other people and as a business owner i know you're smart you're extremely hard working you spend a lot of time and energy giving back in your community i'd like to hear a business reason why on earth do you put so much time and energy into this because it is a lot of work and a personal reason okay um yeah i'm still behind the chair too and because i love that and i'm so blessed i'm behind the chair which um, tell us what that means behind the chair okay i i still do hair i have been a stylist for 35 years i think maybe maybe 36 and um i my clients some of those clients i've had that long Um, my clients pre-book for the year and so i'm on a set schedule and i love that part of my life the other part of the life is owning the business and owning the building and um, I love that too I am crazy about numbers I love spreadsheets and QuickBooks and you know all that thing Um, and so I enjoy that part of it but something was missing and once we did that very first thing of of doing the fashion show it just started a fire Um, for many years there were only four of us uh, that made up the board for cloud nine charities and we worked really really hard to have successful events and i look back and i wonder how how we did that but um i would say business wise you know i love my community and the community's been really really good to me and my family i have three children that i've raised in that community um and they've done well i have um you know my home is in that community um and so i i guess personally it's because i feel like that's what i'm supposed to do maybe i'm not sure but why it got so big it just it's not me it's it's a group of people you know i i hear your heart in all of that and you're you're talking about your community that seems to be the biggest thank you card you could ever write is when you're community supports your business and says we're getting behind you and you are successful in business it's because of a community of people who who believed in you and that's your thank you card to the community is you're giving back all year long you're not a a one-timer you're not a a one check and that was easy you are working hard all year long and i'll say from a, a business consultant's perspective it's the most brilliant thing in business that you can do i mean you're using your heart to give back but the gift that comes back because of that is unprecedented exposure. It's differentiation like none other from a business standpoint. 
there are salons all over the place that don't make it and people are always complaining well there's too much competition and oh my goodness there's a cheap competitor on every corner well how on earth do you differentiate how do people see you are different that you're not like everybody else and therefore you should be as cheap as everybody else and this is a brilliant way to show your community we're not the same as everybody there is more to us than just cutting hair or, right or right fixing fingernails i mean you really are different and right. people embrace that we're we're blessed in that um you said you asked me to you know how, what i enjoy doing it as far as the charity end of it and the business end of it besides the personal part and and i have to say that originally when we started doing events and we chose who to give back to it was always something near and dear to our heart sexually abused children was you know um, something that um, I suffered and uh, had other family members that had suffered and so naturally you know children's advocacy of Denton County Uh, CASA my daughter is adopted and CASA was who represented her in court and and um, Alzheimer's my mom passed away in July of Alzheimer's so it it always has something to do either with my heart or with someone on the boards and when a client I can be standing at the front desk and uh, the receptionist you know will let us know that this client is new and she's coming in because she's heard what all we do mm-hmm. in the community so it is it is a business grower um, I won't lie I'm not ashamed of that but should we're, be we're to 2.3 million dollars that we've raised oh for our goodness. community which which gets me emotional every time because I I cannot believe that so since it does get you emotional what would you say has been the most rewarding part of all of this giving and all of this doing business in your community what's been the most rewarding part of all of that for you Mm, that's such a tough question but i would say probably uh, we have a little program that we call bedtime rescue it's a homeless program not a whole lot of people know about it because we've never done an event that's just for that Uh, my family chose to uh, use part of the funds from my mother's uh, donate gifts that people gave for my mother's funeral um we have people who give private donations um but this this little program we've housed over a hundred families in our community um that were homeless and so usually how it works is that a child will reach out um, to his teacher and say something or do something to let her know that they're homeless and we are contacted by a counselor or a school or even communities in school we've given a lot of money there and then we provide uh, the shelter for that homeless family for a week or two we've been called a band-aid and that doesn't hurt my feelings at all that's what we're trying to do is just give them just a second to breathe and to rest and to eat and to feel safe and warm quite often it's a single mom band-aids help stop the bleeding yeah so exactly yeah some people are trying to be critical and you know what's funny is uh, somebody told me this a long time ago that if you want to be liked by everybody just come in second place and i don't <laughs> think that's you at all so there's always going to be critics always people that say you should do more uh who's doing nothing yeah so i totally understand that but i have a feeling you have a lot of people that share what your charity or your business has meant to them do you have any specific stories that have come from people in your community that your organization have helped and you've heard back from absolutely um they're always very very gracious i I mentioned children's advocacy they've received seventy five thousand dollars from us over the years um a new kind of recent one was we gave to a program called the oasis and it's an adult day stay program and uh 
people can drop off their family member who has Alzheimer's and let them spend the day and just get a minute to breathe. We were so blessed. My mom was in a facility, and so I got to visit her there. But many people are the caregiver, and they're just exhausted, and they need a little bit of help, and that's what the Oasis does. So I would say for me personally that that's been a one that I really enjoyed, you know, writing that check from cloud nine charities what a good feeling yeah that's great and how does this impact your staff i mean people work for you Mm -hmm. and they're working hard too and i would imagine that this does provide for them some meaning in their job how has this affected your staff i hope so debbie i i think that in the beginning um we we you know you learn so much from every event that we do they all volunteered and i think in a way we we maybe even burnt them out a little bit but now that volunteer base has grown hugely and many of our my staff is are volunteers at at cloud nine charities events and so they get to give back there but i hope it's it's also helped them to be busier behind the chair you know upstairs yeah yeah job security and everything else yes Well, don't go away. We're going to hear more from Kim Cloud of Cloud9 Salon, Spa, and Boutique after the break. And you are listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Don't go away. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. Be part of the movement that is standing up to cancer and get the new Stand Up to Cancer app for iPhone. Visit the App Store or download by texting STAND to 31826 and tell the world who you stand up for. Message and data rates may apply. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safe around pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we're back. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And this is our Go Giver segment. Now, Kim Cloud will be back with us in our next segment, so don't go away. But let's first talk about the Go Giver. And, you know, obviously, as you've heard so far Kim is truly a go-giver and I thought about some things from a business perspective that I notice when I hear such a successful entrepreneur like Kim uh, talking about and some things as a consultant that come to my mind instantly that can help other business owners who have a heart who have a passion for giving who want to use their business for good but they also need to grow. They're, they're young business owners or they're struggling business owners or they're startups. And sometimes you look at something that took a successful businesswoman 30 years to achieve and you think, oh, I've been in business a year, I need to do that. And you cannot start where someone is in business who took many, many years to get there. And I've literally known business owners who allowed their big heart to get too big and to literally hurt their business. And I have no doubt that 
Kim has found a way to achieve balance in her business when it comes to giving back and giving away. I mean, those of you that know about my nonprofit, Cleaning for a Reason, we provide free house cleaning services to women with cancer. Talk about a difficulty in not helping everyone when you are talking to someone who needs your help. But there does have to be a point in your business where you realize there's only so much capacity for giving away and helping others. And you have to create a balance in your business because if you hurt your business, you won't be there in five years to continue giving back and making a difference. You can start small and grow. You can start small and scale. And you have to apply that principle to giving and giving from your heart and not allowing your heart to drive your giving. In business, you have to use common sense, business sense and knowledge and skill, and a true sincere heart to make a perfect balance in your giving program. Obviously, you've got to have some form of cause marketing in your business if you want to be able to give back and use your business to give back. Because without the cause marketing element, you become the best kept secret in town, which is not smart for business owners. Years ago, before I started cleaning for a reason, when I was inspired by one phone call of a woman who was battling cancer and I did not give her the cleaning for free because it never occurred to me when she called to get a quote and said she couldn't afford it, that was when the idea of providing free cleaning for women with cancer came to my mind. And we did that kind of like the best kept secret in town for many years. We cleaned for women in our community, even employees who had cancer. I mean, I've, I've hired hundreds of employees in 30 years of business, and we've had hundreds of customers in 30 years of business. So it was kind of the best kept secret in my business. And we were quite honestly, we were afraid to let the public know that we give away free cleaning as a service. Why? We were fearful. Doesn't fear hold us back in business? We were afraid that if people knew, they would somehow take advantage of us, um, that it would get out of control, that we would get more requests than we could serve, and then we would make people mad or we would overserve the public that needs and hurt our business. So out of fear, we allowed our giving to be the best kept secret. And as I matured, and became more sophisticated as a business owner and started learning more about business, I understood that what was missing in my business was cause marketing. I was always, always giving. I had a heart for people. I was using my business for good, but nobody knew about it. And that's a huge mistake. And I was able to expand my platform of giving when I incorporated cause marketing. The light bulb came on, I had a, a logo developed, put it on my website in the shape of the uh, pink cancer ribbon. And it's funny, at that time, Cleaning for a Reason, before it became a real nonprofit, was literally called Buckets and Bows Cleaning for a Reason. And that was in my logo. And it wasn't until later that I realized, oh my word, I can take this company policy outside of my own backyard near Dallas, Texas, and take it nationwide, launch a nonprofit. And that's when I dropped my company name from the logo. And now it's simply cleaning for a reason. And we have 1,200 maid services all over the United States and Canada who are now giving back in their own community to women with cancer uh, through cleaning for a reason in our partnership and in our relationship. So that would never have happened if I didn't realize that my giving in my company cannot be the best kept secret. I think as business owners, 
we have a moral obligation to put peer pressure on those around us, other people in business to think about, man, what am I doing? You know, I can't, I, I can't imagine how many other business owners have looked at Kim's success and Kim's heart and said, I want to be like that. What can I do? And have probably done something that wouldn't have been done had her life not inspired them. And so I think as business owners, one of the reasons for not being the best kept secret and leveraging cause marketing is you inspire others to do more and give back. You put peer pressure on those who aren't doing a thing and they will look hopefully inside themselves and ask why they're not using at least some of their business for good. And I think what's really important in the cause marketing aspect is you do show the public your authenticity. You know, people buy from people. They really don't just buy products and services. People buy from people. And when people know you and they know your heart and they see your authenticity, they want to be around that. And when you attract people that appreciate what you do in business, you're marketing to a whole different group of people. You're not marketing to the group of people that says, well, do you have the cheapest price? Uh, do you have a Groupon out there that I can buy? Where's the biggest coupon that you offer? You're marketing to a whole different group of people who buy from you because of who you are and your authenticity and the causes that you support. It's just a different tribe. And, and to be honest with you, I want to do business with that tribe. They don't expect me to give them services for free. They don't fire me when I make one tiny little mistake and go use my competitor who's $5 cheaper. When you attract clients that value who your business is and the core values of your business, not the price and the discounts, you attract a completely different type of client. They last longer, they stay longer, and they become your biggest referral partners. They don't just talk about you when they're mad and you broke something or, or, or you made them wait too long for their appointment. They talk about you because they're having a conversation about something that has nothing to do with your business and your name comes up because of your giving and your authenticity and the cause marketing that made them aware of it. Statistics tell us that 90% of consumers polled in the United States say that they will switch brands if they know that that brand is in some way making a difference in the lives of others. Six out of 10 millennials say that a sense of purpose is a part of the reason they chose a product or service. And then 50% of global consumers said they will pay more for a product or a service if they believe it's making a difference in someone else's lives. Now, there's not a whole lot about any of our products and services that we can say we can get people to pay more for it. I mean, people are looking to pay less. It's kind of hard to find those people, but studies have shown these people will pay more if they think your business is making a difference. They feel like their money was well spent because it helped a child or it helped a woman with cancer or it helped whatever. It resonates with them. So don't forget, People buy you first. When a customer makes a buying decision and chooses to work with you, generally it's because uh, they're buying into you. It isn't because you necessarily have the best service in town or the best product in town. It is because you won them over on the value of your business, not the price, not the discounts. And then the, refer the referrals. The referrals are a abundant when people are talking about you more than just the product or service that you provide. I mean, I will tell you a quick story. 
I was at a networking meeting years ago and I, I felt like, man, I, I waited too long to join this. I should have been in this meeting you know, years earlier. And I, I finally joined. I had been so busy in my business for many years and I kind of dropped out of networking. And I, I realized that was a mistake. And I, I joined a, a Chambers of Commerce and started attending networking meetings. And it was maybe about the third meeting and it was probably in January where more business owners are, are, are making New Year's resolutions to network more. And the room was absolutely packed. There had to have been 60 to 80 people in that room, all small business owners, every one of us pitching our story, trying to get people to buy from us, right? And a woman whom I did not know kind of hollered across the room over a crowd of people loud enough for me to hear and she had her finger pointed at me and she said i know you and she was smiling so i knew i wasn't in trouble for something and i just looked at her kind of stunned and then the room kind of got quiet and everybody's voices kind of lowered and i'm like oh my gosh she's pointing at me and i said do i know you and i kind of laughed because i was like oh dear do i know her i have no clue <laughs> you know what is she going to say is she going to yell across the room you people broke my expensive vase <laughs> but no instead she said I know you, but you don't know me. And I was just talking to my neighbor yesterday about your company and the wonderful things that you do to help women with cancer. And my mouth dropped open and there was a slight pause. And then there was several people in the room that broke out in applause. Here I'm the new girl at networking and I thought they're never going to accept me because some of my competitors have been involved for years and I obviously look like I'm uninterested when I haven't been involved and I, I thought literally that they will never accept me and that made me feel like you know what I can jump in here get involved start networking start showing up and they will accept me and actually it wasn't long before I felt like I'd been there for years and that I was one of them and people knew me and we talked and chatted but What's really crazy is there was another competitor who at that time during our 30-second talk that we give announced with enthusiasm, got an announcement for everybody, we are going green. And everybody just kind of sat there. I think there were some people that smiled. And, and that's great. I mean, my company is green. We, we're all about non-toxic. But then I mentioned during my 30-minute talk, we're the company that launched the national nonprofit and we provide free house cleaning to women with cancer. And my 30 seconds wasn't about me, it was about the people we help. And the room broke out in applause. And I realized this is what matters to people and they will remember my company. I won't let them forget us and this is how you stand out. If you're a go-giver, you'll become a go-getter. Now, don't go away. We'll be right back. And we're talking to Kim Cloud of Cloud9 Salon, Spa, and Boutique during our quality of life segment. So don't go away. And then find us on Facebook and like us, please. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. Something that every business owner relies on is good advice. And that's where SCORE can help. SCORE is a nonprofit organization where we provide free business consulting services to people who want to start a business. For nearly 50 years, SCORE mentors have been helping businesses realize their dreams. What's even better than dreams is making a dream come true. Volunteer your expertise. You've got it. Share it. Volunteer your expertise today at SCORE.org. 
You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we're back. This is segment three of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. I have an expert guest with us today sharing her wisdom and her heart. Welcome back, Kim Cloud of Cloud9 Salon, Spa, and Boutique, which is located in the greater Flower Mound area. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, very, very happy to be part of that community. Well, Kim, let's talk a little bit about some practical expert advice, since this is our experts advice segment. I know you've learned a lot of things along the way because you've been in business a long time, and I know there are ups and downs and victories and heartaches. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned as a business owner? Gosh, I have so much, and if I had a dime for every time I learned a lesson, I'd be rich, right? Um, I guess one of the biggest lessons I've learned is to always be prepared and uh, to maintain an uh uh-oh fund. So I have operated, I had operated in business for about 20 years before I ever had that fund. And once I realized I needed it, it wasn't because I had a you know, light bulb moment. It was, <laughs> I learned it the hard way. You had a crisis. Yeah, had a crisis. I wasn't prepared for it. So I would say the biggest lesson is to have that fund. I think that if you can operate with that fund, you're not operating as much out of fear. You know, as a business owner, we all have our fearful times that certain things are going to happen or that they're going to happen again. Um, but they're going to, things are going to happen. And I just found that with that sitting there, I can relax and find joy in my business and not be thinking constantly about that uh-oh moment. You know, that is so smart because so many business owners, no matter how successful they are, they go to bed at night with knots in their stomach. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And the bigger you get, the bigger you can fall. And that realization can be terrifying. And a lot of times, can a lot of people can look at a very successful business and think, wow, they finally made it. And honestly, that's when you're the most vulnerable because your expenses are at their highest point. And crisis is, is never um, something that's off the table just because you've reached success. Yeah, I laugh about that because people see the building and it's beautiful. It is. And it's a gift. It's a blessing. But there are so many costs to that building and and additional costs that I wasn't aware of when I did that very original P&L that's that's funny but um you know there's just so many things that happen things break people leave you know whatever the situation is and if you're operating with that fund I just feel like I can relax so much more I think that's brilliant I think that does provide peace of mind it allows you to take a few risks here and there because you don't have to worry that you could lose everything if you have what I love the name of that the uh uh-oh fund because it's so practical and I think because most people don't buy prevention most people don't spend money on prevention Mm -hmm. I mean that's why there's there's more diet programs out there than how to eat healthy and exercise more programs because we're all buying solutions. We're rarely buying prevention. And maybe a small business owner should start this habit by putting a big sign on their wall that they see every single day that says, "Uh uh-oh fund. Mm -hmm. Because then every time you get a little extra cash, instead of giving yourself a bonus or buying yourself a bigger car, you probably should be socking it away for the next crisis that will come, not might come absolutely because at first i operate i hadn't i didn't have a story i didn't have a crisis story (laughs) and um when it happened it would have changed everything it would have changed everything so now i'm i'm con you know 
constantly building it, but I, I have it. That is the best advice I've heard in a long time. And one that too many people will dismiss and say, mm-hmm. well, maybe someday I'll have enough money. But you always have enough money, even if you start with a dollar. Oh, absolutely. You can put it in there. I just put a little bit in there weekly and it adds up and makes no such a excuses. No. Uh-oh fund. Yes. I'd love to hear from anybody who jumps out on Facebook and tells us their uh-oh fund story. <laughs> so obviously that came from crisis. Tell us what probably has been the smartest thing you've ever done in your business. Um a little bit of, of probably what you are to many people I, I surround myself with mentors um, again learned that the hard way uh, things are when things are going great you don't think you need anybody or anything you know it all and you find out that you don't and I have some very very special people in my life who I'm in constant contact with that are fantastic and successful business people and then also have the personal side i have i've hired coaches in the past and i would do it again um when i've had those major crises happen and i'm feeling so beat that's when i need the personal coach to stay in there and stay strong and and to fight that fight and not give up because it really would be easier to walk away i've had several times in the past couple of years where it would have been easier to walk away and most people do yeah 95 percent of all small startups fail and it's because they quit because they couldn't persevere the crisis or they just ran out of money and couldn't outlast the crisis obviously you're incredibly successful and one of the reasons is because you do believe in having consultants and mentors in your life none of us know it all even consultants must have mentors and consultants in their life i'm a firm believer yeah everybody that i've ever uh used as a mentor or read their book or uh, spent time listening to them they all also have mentors absolutely um i do coaching and mentoring and i have business owners that only call me when there's a crisis and we're constantly fixing problems and cleaning up messes and sometimes it's just so hard to convince a person if you would continue your personal growth and development you will move from putting out fires and fixing messes you will move from growing and creating smooth operations and going to the next level without all the chaos and some people just will not continue until they're in major pain i I think it's like a chiropractor you go when you're hurting and and uh the massage therapist upstairs at the salon they try to teach maintenance you know if you would go once a month you wouldn't be hurting as bad and then trying to play catch up if you have that uh uh-oh fund you aren't trying to play catch up and then with this is if you are constantly being inspired then i think that it just makes your day-to-day operations go smoother and better that's fantastic now as a community leader what advice would you give other small business owners who are looking up to you what what would you tell them never give up um take time to recharge and then also to set little goals along the way instead of just all big ones so that you can see those triumphs it's very common when we're uh, self-employed small business owners that we only see the stuff that's broken or not done well or the trials and i think if you can set some small goals you can look around and see that you're having the triumphs too fantastic yeah yeah you kind of need to pay attention to your triumphs because that becomes the fuel for pushing forward when things are difficult yeah 
my mom taught me one time um i had had a really big thing happen and she was with me when it happened and she looked at me and she said wait a minute you're you're not stopping and smelling the roses you're already on to the next event or the next person to hire or you're just enjoy all those little triumphs along the way aren't moms full of wisdom yeah i I know you lost your mom yeah recently and i'm telling you they are such a blessing or they can be and should be and i've got one of those moms too and i cherish all the time that i have with her because we don't have long and they are full of wisdom i've learned so much from my mom so if you could go back in time what is the one thing in business that you would definitely do differently the biggest challenge that I've ever faced in business was a walkout that we had. I think it's been three years ago. Um, and th- that tells of healing, too, because I used to know how many days it had been. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was tough. And I had a team member that wasn't happy, and I knew it. And I kept trying and trying and trying to fix her. And one of my mentors said, when is the time that you should let someone go? And the answer is the first time you think about it. Exactly. I tried to fix that cancer for years. She's a miserable person. And, you know, I pray for her and I hope that she's found happiness. But she ended up being the leader of the walkout. If I had let her go, maybe things would be differently. Exactly. Had gone differently. You know, I've learned that lesson painfully in business. And I I preach that constantly to my clients. And Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, said that very same thing at a conference recently. The first inkling that you get to fire someone was probably right. And that has been true in my own business. So before we wrap this segment up, you work with a lot of women. (laughs) How on earth do you keep them all inspired and motivated? I'd like to think that I do. Um, It's funny. There's a little corner when you're driving up to to the salon and I don't know why, but from day one, when I get right there at that corner, I thank Jesus for giving us that place. And then I just say, help me to inspire the women that are here and that their lives are changed because of Cloud9. And so um, I would say that um, just just prayer and uh, trying to shine in the light of, of my Heavenly Father and also um, by that mama that I was raised by who it was demanded that we be smiling and find happiness in our day-to-day life. That is powerful. So folks, don't go away. Coming up soon, we'll continue our conversation with Kim Cloud during our quality of life segment. You know that will be special. You're listening to the Real News Communications Network. Debbie Sardone is your host. Stay with us. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safe around pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We're back and we're talking with Kim Cloud of Cloud9 Salon, Spa, and Boutique in the greater Flower Mound, Texas area. And you're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. And I'm Debbie, your host on the Real News Communications Network. 
Now, this is our quality of life segment. So I've asked him to stay over for this last segment because I think she fits beautifully with this segment. You know, many of you know I do business consulting, and I was working with JJ uh, probably a couple of years ago now, and her business had been growing incredibly fast. I mean, when she and I first started working together, she was only generating a few thousand dollars a month in her business. And by this point, I think it was like two and a half years later, she was generating over $35,000 a month. So that definitely speaks to the power of a mentor and a consultant in your life. But it also speaks to her. She is an incredibly driven individual. I can't do that with every entrepreneur because most of it is just pulling out of what is already inside of them and also being able to provide them with with tangible specific answers and JJ was kind of at a breaking point her business was really growing fast it was bigger than she ever thought it would be and I I could sense this hollowness and this emptiness and I asked her she came out to my office for a, a business field trip day and Uh, she flew in from another state and I said Jenny what is it what's going on with you and she said Debbie I'm so hungry I'm so malnourished and she didn't mean physically and food wise she said I am constantly driven I eat sleep drink and dream my business it's never off my mind I want to work seven days a week I want to get to the next level I want to grow I want to succeed and honestly I haven't been paying myself very well. I don't need much. I drive a crummy old car that I hate and I've been wanting a Mini Cooper for years and all I want is a Mini Cooper. And I said, oh, for crying out loud, how much is a Mini Cooper? And she told me the monthly payments. I don't even remember what they were now. (laughs) I don't know, maybe they were three or 400 bucks a month or something, I can't remember, but I was like, are you kidding me? Go get your Mini Cooper. And I said, what do we have to do to get you to the point where you can splurge on this Mini Cooper? And we broke it down in in some numbers and it was a really small number of new clients she needed to add and she needed to add, I don't know, one or two more employees. And I said, that's your goal, it's short term, quit looking at the big picture that you wanna get to a million dollars, I gotta get to a million dollars. You got to $35,000 a month in two years. I said, you go set your goal to get that Mini Cooper and you promise me that you will reward yourself with that new car because you hate the car you're driving now within the next 12 months. When I caught up with her several months later, I did a field trip to her office to shadow her and her staff and uncover some deficiencies because she's all about aggressive growth. And I said, do you have a new car yet? And she said, yes, I do. (laughs) I don't think she opted for the Mini Cooper because that wasn't practical enough. She has a family and some very busy athletic boys she has to cart around, but she did get herself a new car and I was so happy. And what that made me think about is how entrepreneurs are driven. Business owners are terrible about celebrating our victories because we're so focused on the next goal, which is what Kim talked about. We're always focused on where we're trying to get to instead of rewarding ourselves in those little moments. One of the things that I've always done is take a little bit of money from my business to inspire me to work harder to get more money. And so I had a goal early on in my business. I want a BMW. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted a bigger house and I got it. I wanted to travel to Europe 
and we did. Yeah, we could have stuck that money in the bank. Yeah, probably should have been in that uh, uh-oh fund. <laughs> but um, I, I needed to reward myself in order to fuel my next, you know, marathon-driven experience to get to that next level. Um, the last thing I'll tell you I got, which is my favorite thing of all time, is I had a goal that when I do finally reach a million dollars in sales, I want a three-carat ring, and I got it. And I look at it every single day, and it sparkles like crazy. And it's my—it's <laughs> celebrating my success. It's that little bit of indulgence. And you know, you're not going to go out and buy yourself a huge ring on your first success, but you need to buy yourself something, or you need to do something that's meaningful for you. Not everybody is as shallow as me and likes pretty stuff, <laughs> but business owners are notorious for not rewarding themselves we starve ourselves emotionally and sometimes physically i remember many times working a day and i bet kim you've done this too where you look up at the clock at three o'clock and you're like oh my word i'm starving i haven't eaten all day Mm -hmm. i mean we starve ourselves emotionally and physically so kim i want to know just to lighten the mood here on our quality of life segment with that fabulous uh, salon and spa that you own, do you treat yourself? I do. I do. Um, I There's nothing that I wouldn't love to do upstairs. I have my lashes done upstairs, and that's a treat. Uh, massage. Um, I have an excellent esthetician that gives me regular facials. And um, so I, I experience that for several reasons. One, because it, it recharges me, but also then I know what I'm talking about when people ask what we do. I've Sounds like a it. legitimate expense to me. Exactly, to <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and also um, telling myself that it's okay to rest, to leave your pajamas on and watch a good movie or uh, because I always felt guilty. That's, that's what I was driven by and wasn't allowing myself the pleasures of life is because I felt guilty if I enjoyed something, whether it's buying a new car or going on a fabulous trip which is one of my favorite things to do or just to take an hour and treat myself you know that is so true as business owners we feel guilty when we reward ourselves but we think nothing of rewarding our staff our customers Mm -hmm. our children but then we won't reward ourselves because we feel guilty yeah exactly it's crazy we need to shift our thinking don't we yes we do (laughs) so obviously um it is difficult to be able to treat yourself now and then and reward yourself now and then and to maintain that quality of life. What do you do to protect your quality of life? Because I understand that really it becomes a daily choice when you're an entrepreneur. How do you protect your quality of life? I think that um, it helps me. That we, you talked about how many women I work with daily. There's 47 of us. And um, I have you know some stylists that you wonder that about i see the hours that they work or the way that they schedule their appointments or something and so i think that helps too and i want to be a leader i want i want to um hopefully convey a, a healthy way to live life and how to combine all that balance and so you know watching my hours um and just knowing that i'm i'm in a role that is supposed to show them that family comes first Christ is up there first and so I feel like I have to lead my life the way that I'm talking the talk I'm hearing priorities here yeah that you maintain that balance and and you protect your quality of life because first you 
listed out your priorities yeah and you said everything is is second under these priorities yes without those priorities even though we might emotionally have them as priorities our business says nope sorry that's not a priority this this angry customer is a priority or this next sale is a, a priority so right. you've set those priorities yeah. right up front yeah and i think name it you some of those things you named i think a lot of that is about delegating so if you're delegating you're allowing yourself that one hour nobody even that angry client you can call her in an hour after you've recharged because you're going to probably handle that situation a whole lot better after you've recharged it can wait you know and that is one thing that i did learn earlier on in business is at a certain point you got to let go to the next sale yeah i could stay two more hours and get that sale make more money set up the schedule do all the background paperwork and and workflow and miss my kids ball game or miss the dinner date that I told my husband I would have yeah and at some point as entrepreneurs we have to say you know what that $200 sale is not worth the two the the ball game that I missed tonight and if we put it in that perspective if somebody came up to you and said would you miss your kids ball game for 200 bucks most of us would say no way but then as business owners we make those wrong choices you know you get smarter with each child and if my oldest was sitting here I missed some of his games sure but I didn't miss any games on the next one and it isn't because you like the next one better it's because you learned lessons and he told me you know you need to be there Uh, yeah Yep, sometimes we get some great advice from our kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic talking with you. Unfortunately, we're out of time, and I could talk with you all day long, but I actually have a hair appointment at 3.30 at Cloud9 Salon <laughs> Yay, and Spa Boutique. Thank you, so, Debbie, so much. You've been listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Now, please go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, and by all means, please click the Review Us tab and give us a review tell us what you think and then jump out on Facebook and like us and talk to Kim learn more about her business and cleaning up with Debbie Sardone for more information on cleaning up visit us on Facebook and Twitter or at DebbieSardone.com